Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Until You Make It. My name is Chris, and I'm joined today by Mr. Michael Yadavish and Miss Jackie Kaczynski. Yay! Hello. Hey. Just happens to be our second guest on the podcast. Thanks so much for joining Ooh. us, Jackie. Second ever guest. Thanks for having me. Second ever guest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> As you know, Mike has been my longtime friend and film partner. And we also met Jackie through uh, College of New Jersey. And she's been uh, in many of our short films and um, has done a fantastic job being a lead actress in almost like 90% of them recently, right? <laughs> so yeah, it's been good. I think maybe to uh, let the audience know that, mm. you know, we talked about how me and Chris met. We didn't talk about, you know, how you met us because you met Chris before you met me. I did meet Chris before I met you. I met Chris at Terminus. Yeah. Festival. Back, um, so me and Mike Atlanta. talked a little bit in the, in the first episode about Campus Movie Fest, which is basically just a giant uh, film festival that goes around the country to different colleges. And um, Jackie just so happened to be on a competing team, <laughs> but it was all in good fun. Yes. And um, you guys made a fantastic film that year, by the way. It was really good. Aw, uh, thanks. So, um, okay. well, anyway, I just looked at the monitor and realized we should probably mention that we're outside as Mike catches a lightning yeah. bug. <laughs> Adam, Adam. So, I mean, we've only seen each other like once or twice throughout all of COVID-19 yeah. uh, yes, quarantine the, uh, stuff. Official Until You Make It COVID-19 podcast. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. So, so yeah, we're doing outside. we're doing a little social distancing right now. You can't tell and, uh, from the angles, but we're all six feet apart. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's good to see you guys. I'm like so happy that we could finally get together and do something. So, I mean, Mike and I talked about this a couple of times over the phone of just like, we had so many plans for this year yeah. that were just completely put on hold. And I know for a fact that we've all gone through a lot of just mental, all different kinds of things, quarter life crises and all. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. At first, it was weird. Uh, it was hard to, to work because I didn't have anything to work on. And there was a weird creative depression, like you said, a midlife crisis that happened, but it was more like a mid-COVID crisis. And I know I'm not the only one because I talked about this with, uh, with our friend Andy, too, where like... We had so many projects and, and goals for 2020 that are, still haven't happened and still probably aren't going to happen. Yeah, so this, so this is kind of the big thing that I wanted to address. I mean, I think at one point I was basically like, you know, do we even want to do this anymore? Like, do mm -hmm. I want to change jobs? I was at that place mentally at, at like one night of just like... During this? But yeah, during wow. this whole thing. Part of me knew it's just like... You know, there's a lot of stress going on. So, like, I knew it was probably, like, I don't feel that way anymore. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a couple moments there, it's weighing, like, what the hell you want to do with this time. Right. So, anyway. So, this whole yeah. thing was very different for me because I don't have a nine to five. Mm. And I hate to say it, but somewhat of a walking cliche because I am a server and pursuing acting. When I was at work, I genuinely started to not feel safe because, obviously, I work in a very public place. And I was like, wow, I guess it's really getting this serious. And pretty much the second week in March, I just quit my job. I straight up just quit. I was like, there's no way I'm going back to work. You know, the news was swelling with all this information about what was going on and how serious it was getting. I was scared. I definitely cried because I was like, this is my income. What am I going to do? Because, you know, with acting, I was balancing acting and auditions with waitressing. But mm. honestly, 
I hate to say this has been great, but it's been great <laughs> for okay. me personally. I mean, there obviously have been personal struggles in my life. I've had a member of my family that got really sick right. from COVID and that was pretty serious. Yeah. My aunt got it. And, um, yeah, she was on a ventilator and everything. Thank God she's okay. Just good news. Um, but once I found out that I was on unemployment, I kind of calmed down because obviously that helped. But then I was able to just finally focus on what I've always wanted to focus on. So this was actually a blessing in disguise right. for me personally. Yeah, I think some people have, mm -hmm. have that same kind of thing going on between employers realizing they can still get the job done and let their employees work from home. Um, so it's been that and it's been the having more time. You know, people aren't commuting, you know? Yeah. So you get those hours back and it's like, what do you do with that time? And everyone's kind of just been putting it into different things. When you're pursuing any, I think, art career and especially an acting career, I think there are definitely always people in your life that are like, that seems like a really unstable path to go on. And since the shutdown, acting and art have been my only stability throughout this whole thing. Well, proven by Netflix's stock skyrocket. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and we've relied on movies. We've relied on books. We relied on storytelling because that's so human and it's so necessary. And... I feel like I've had so much time to take my acting classes. I've had so many Zoom classes. It's been such a joy being in those classes. It's been not only a huge release for me um, and stress reliever for me, but also, you know, I'm getting to, you know, work my actor muscles more than usual. And it's been so great. And um, I've just got done taking a monologue class, which has been really wonderful. Ooh, lay one down for us. <laughs> <laughs> I could, but uh, I don't know is. if I will. Well, I think, I think it's interesting what you say about uh, art and entertainment being so important because I, what I was going to say before is, is that I had days in the beginning that I was saying, I don't even want to, why am I doing this? What, what am I, what am I going to edit this video for? Mm. What, why, why do what I'm doing? This is pointless. But then, so they had those like depressive days of not wanting to do anything, but then realizing how important art and entertainment and that side of life is. And I think maybe that's what kind of maybe brought me back. I never got to the point where Chris was talking about, about wanting to change careers entirely or change jobs entirely, but still some of the same feelings of just being lost. For me, it confirmed my beliefs and I'm in the right path because I never questioned, you know, like, should I still do this acting thing? Like, if anything, this experience it's has made me it, yeah. think this is the only thing I should be doing. There's a lot of been a lot of silver linings, I think, for for some people, um, not for everybody, but there's different yeah, silver, silver linings, silver linings here. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it's definitely been hard times. I'm not yeah. negating that. I'm just saying that there have been a lot of positives to this, and one of them has been I've gotten a lot of auditions which I didn't really expect. I think it's interesting. A lot of the auditions that she's been getting are, I don't think you necessarily would have got those type of jobs prior to this. And you said you, you haven't really. All of your auditions require you to, the actual job itself, not just the audition. Oh yeah. The actual job itself is like requires you to film it on your cell phone. Yes. Like Chris, as your company, you wouldn't just like, let's have the client shoot it themselves and let's just not go do shoots anymore. Well, that would never work. That would never work, <laughs> but they're doing it. And they're who's, who's doing it? All of her auditions are yeah. for commercials and for uh, products. But they're just auditions. No, the actual no, commercial well, is... If I get it, they're going to send me 
like camera equipment and stuff, I'm going to set it up. And then it's something that would yeah, never happen before COVID, but now it's a, it's a thing. It's not going to work though. No, but I people mean, have been that's doing it. That's got to be more trouble than it's worth for them though, I for mean, people that don't know that's totally. what, I think. what the hell they're Especially doing. Especially renting out like, like well, shipping no. people equipment and then having to ship it back. I don't even know what kind of equipment they're going to ship you. Like, I what are they going to give you so besides th- a ring light? So this is a thing yeah, we talked about on the last podcast of, I mean, I think we, we all wound up agreeing. It's just like a, an iPhone is going to work way better than if you send someone a DSLR because everything's oh, auto. It, it, you know, phones do a great right. job at just at yeah. just knowing what you want. But if you're going to have try and teach someone how to dial in settings on a on a, on a a damn oh, DSLR or something... I'm glad I have him so, for this because I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're sending people those like t- tiny little auto uh, things. Like, I don't know. If I book I the job, I'll let know. you know what it's like. Yeah. But yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. The last couple of days, I've had like one audition after another, and it's been so nice. Yeah. Yeah. I've auditioned more now during COVID yeah. than before it. Yeah. I've been shooting more since COVID than before COVID. I have multiple clients that just send me products. And like, here, make a hand soap commercial, disinfectant spray, hand soap hair care product. There's really hard. I can't go anywhere. I had to use my house. I would use Jackie for all my voiceover and all my acting needs. You do voiceovers? (laughs) Yeah. I've been doing voiceovers too. So there's still so many like commercials and so many things that are still happening. Part of our world is still continuing. What's the weirdest audition you've been on? I can think of two. Okay, one audition I had for, it was for an MTV commercial, and it was during the, was the video <laughs> music Is this 1994? What? Was this 1994? No. MTV still exists. No, we're just making fun of yeah, it. we're making fun of MTV. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I got it. What are the awards, the MTV awards? What is it called? MTV, MTV Music Awards. Music awards. MTV Music Awards. I'm pretty sure it was like a couple weeks before that. Uh, I really didn't know what they were going to have me do. Like, I had no idea. Uh, I went in the room. Yeah, I went in the room and they handed me a thing of bubble wrap. And they were like, we want you to make a song out of this. And I was like, what? So I had to like basically create like some sort of beat with the bubble wrap. And some guy was there during the audition. I was supposed to be like kind of like practicing like my song. And he came in and was like, like started criticizing me. And I had to have like a big like diva moment. And that was my audition. So I had to. What what do you do for a diva moment? I had to kind of be like, oh, whatever. And like, you know, I don't know, storm off. It was really weird. Who's making these ads? It was so (laughs) weird. It was hands down one of the weirdest auditions I've ever had. <laughs> I don't know. I never saw it. Yeah, that's what I was say. I was like, did that idea go? So, it was very strange. So, so having to do things like that. I didn't know how to make a song out of bubble wrap. I was like, what? How, I, you don't I, know what? how to make a song out of bubble wrap? That's like the first thing they teach you in acting school. <laughs> I was, and Mike I was knows that. He only took one class. I took one class. That's the first thing we did. That's all we did. For three and a half hours, we just... <laughs> <laughs> and they said, you'll need this at some point. <laughs> No, they said this is the only thing you need. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they say you don't need algebra. Like, you really do need to know how to do this. I was trying to make a rhythm out of popping the bubbles, and it was so hard. And I was just like... Wait, so did you have to do it in front of, like, a bunch of people? Yeah, I had to do it in front of, like, three people. (laughs) Just like a room, and I was like... How many people did they watch do that? Everybody. Everybody's audition The entire day, everyone's just in front of them going... (laughs) (laughs) And they're all sitting there like... 
Huh. Was that good? Like, what did they do? Yeah, what are they judging him? They don't even. Guys, like, what are they looking for? They don't even understand their own ideas. Is that good? As soon as the person leaves, <laughs> I don't know. It was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's next to send them in. I don't know. Give them going, I guess. <laughs> I wonder who booked that. I bet they have the same story, but from the other side. Of, like, <laughs> We're supposed to judge these people on bubble wrap? Is this why MTV crashed? Probably. Was this the fall of MTV? You might say that's when they popped. The bubble popped. <laughs> oh, thank you for jogging my memory. That was part of it because I was a pop star. So part of me, my... Uh, oh, oh, it was a play on words. It was a play on words. So I was like a oh, pop star. And yeah. then like I was criticized for my song or whatever. I, don't, I, don't, I guess like my producer. That was like the guy okay. who was like... Whatever. Maybe. And then I had a diva moment. And then it was like... But I had a makeup that, like, there wasn't any lines. It was just kind of like, have a diva moment. Go. So when things like that happen to you, what keeps you going? What oh, like after I have, like, a bad audition or something? Because that was not well, my best. I'm not going to lie. Having a bad audition, having to do something weird, having to do something uncomfortable, having it go completely to crap. How do you bounce back on what keeps you going? I guess in my mind, I'm I'm bound to have... A bunch of bad auditions or okay auditions or I don't know. I guess the thing that keeps me going is like just being able to like share my work, sharing my vulnerability with people because I think that's something that doesn't come naturally to most people. That's something that definitely keeps me going. And I've been at it for so long that I can't give up now, you know, because of a bad audition or like not so great experience with the casting director. Like this is part of the journey, you know? And I think when you stick with something and when you're just consistent and you just don't take no for an answer, good things are just bound to happen just from having that attitude. It's all learning experience. I, I mean, I've learned something from every single audition I've ever had. Right, right. That's a, just chalk everything up to experience and say, yeah. you know, yeah, good. The next one will be even better, you know? Yeah. And actors are rejected constantly, mm. you know? We face more rejection than the average person, I think. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this when we were talking about making short films. And, like, when, when something goes wrong, you got to make that adjustment on the fly quickly and be okay with it and keep going. And just mm -hmm. keep going forward. Because as soon as you start dwelling on it and, and or dwelling on an audition that you didn't do well or, or dwell on a part that you didn't get or something, then you stop going forward. I've had footage where I look at it and I'm like, oh, God, this is terrible. I do it all the time with our stuff. I had footage I've shot where I go... <laughs> yeah, but how much do well, you learn from that stuff? Well, that's what I was going to say. That's the fun thing is um, I feel like whenever you think you're not getting it better mm -hmm. or not moving forward is like look at something you did year two years ago, ago yep. and just be like, oh, God. Some of my stuff is like that. I'm just like, oh, my God. We were make, we, he was great. helping me make my reel and I was cringing the whole time. He, <laughs> he, he, I made him watch all my footage because and I... Yeah, well, he's more objective than you are. Right, he's yeah. more, yeah, because I judge everything. And I covered my ears, just closing my eyes, and I was just like, just tell me when it's over, mm -hmm. because I just can't do it. Yeah, you have to critique yourself. You know, that's yeah. that's part of the reason I started doing those behind-the-scenes videos, where I circled things on the on the screen, mm -hmm. of just like, it's good to go through sometimes and just really point out, like, what was the problem? How can we not do that again? Again, yeah. Or how could this be a little bit better? Or, you know, like, I'm not going through it to explain to people. I, I mean, I, I am. But it's a dual purpose. I'm like mm -hmm. also like talking to myself, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. uh, everyone could benefit a little bit from that. Yeah, it's, it's very important to be very critical of your work, but then also learn from it immediately. Yeah. And try not to beat yourself up too much, which I'm definitely guilty of doing sometimes. 
I was thinking about that. Like we, we look back at our stuff and we, and we analyze and, and criticize ourselves and like, well, why didn't we think of this or why we could have done that better? But in the moment, if you're happy with what you're doing and you're happy with it in the moment, then just move, then move on. Yeah. yeah. One thing that yeah. helped me recently okay. with, uh, that's really close to that of, um, I was watching a, a mixing tutorial on somebody, uh, you know, teaching them how to, how to mix tracks with music and stuff. And they said something that I think applies more than he realized, which was just like, if it sounds good, it's good. Like trust <laughs> yourself a little bit, right. you know? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like, and I think it goes like, if it looks good, it's probably good. <laughs> yeah. you know? It's just like, it's, it's so of, simple to just be like, okay, yeah, it's good. Let's, yeah. let's go. It's good. Part of acting too is trusting yourself and your instincts yeah. and your intuition and your inner voice and all that. Since we have an actress with us, so we could As go into actor that stuff. now, they're not doing the whole Tris thing anymore. Oh, yeah. Just letting you know. Who said, who said that? I remember that. One of my teachers yeah. told me that. And he was like, don't say actress. That's outdated. Reality. I am behind the times, man. <laughs> yeah, Reality stars are actresses. What? Movie actors are actors. I oh. think it's just the same thing where like, I don't know. I mean, I said waitress during this, but like waitress is kind of outdated too. Because it's like very gendered. So like I it's know. supposed to be actor, server. The way oh, I right. no actress yeah, The way I anymore. said it was not gendered. Reality star <laughs> trash is actresses. Is that what they're saying? You're an actor. You just offended them by calling them trash. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I don't, no disrespect, but. Well, reality but gonna star is you. trash. <laughs> reality TV stars, that's an interchangeable, like. What do you call those people? You just call them. Exactly. Reality TV? <laughs> no, actri- you call them actresses because it's like a lower, <laughs> it's like a lower term. I think you're making this up. I don't know. No, I heard it from an actor. Or did you hear from an actress? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Start the podcast that way. <laughs> oh, TV personality. That's what they call it. Meh. Nah. <laughs> so, Mike, I yeah. think I want to go into a little bit of kind of like I was saying before, since we have our actor. <laughs> <laughs> so, back in episode two or one, maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah. We talked about you. Go listen to the podcast. <laughs> it was episode one. We, episode one because we talked about directing. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was this kind of this big thing Mike and I were talking about of why there needs to be someone directing, mm-hmm. how important of a of a job that is, and how in small crews it never really gets fulfilled to its highest capacity because yeah. you're always doing six different things, you know. I think one of the main points that we kind of wanted to pick somebody's brain on is just like, um, what is that relationship like from your end of like when I tell you something, how do you take that those words and put it into acting? Well, I guess it depends who you're working with. But for me, everything really is a suggestion or an idea. Mm -hmm. And everything that I do as well is a suggestion or an idea. Like if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And neither I give you something or you give me something, we bounce off each other. And, you know, and I think it's important for both parties to be really flexible during that. And if you don't always know what you mean, or like you can envision it more than you can actually say it, then Mm -hmm. that's where I come in where I just interpret what I think you meant. And then you, you know, give me an adjustment from there. And I know this from being, you know, a production assistant, like on like a bigger show and scripts change all the time. Nothing is really ever set in stone. I've seen the script change the day they're shooting. I've seen it change an hour or two, like before they start shooting. 
it's not just us that that's doing that. Like people are always rewriting and rewriting. Also, none of us are really writers. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. We dabble yeah. in writing. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> is a, another thing I brought up is that you know I'm I'm usually the the one sentence big idea person. Like I can I can tell you exactly how it's gonna look, and I think you can relate mm -hmm. to that, Mike. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, you do. We know how it's gonna look, but it's when we get into the little conversation bits. What are they gonna say? It's like oh <laughs> shit, they actually have to talk to each other. That's why you guys are so valuable to me because it's, that's not one of my skill sets. When you um, come on set and tell me all about this character's backstory that I didn't have written and that you just came up with. Oh, yeah, I remember that. You know? Well, so, I think because so often as an actor, you're forced to fill in the blanks. Like, that hap it just happens so often. Especially, like, an audition for a commercial. You're usually given the script, like, 10 minutes before you go in. Jeez. So you have to fill in the blanks. You're forced to be like you know, how could I make this interesting? Or even if it's a scene, sometimes they'll give you like the storyline, but you don't, it's not like before an audition, they give you the whole play or the whole script of whatever it is you're doing. So for me, I have to fill in those blanks all the time. Like I have to give myself circumstances. I have to give myself stakes. I have to give myself all of that stuff because it's kind of hard to tell a story or do a scene without it. You know, well, yeah, that, and that, like that perfectly, that. Kind of, you know, because we talk about that all the time when you talk about stories, where did this person come from and where are they going mm -hmm. so that the scenes flow. Right. So it, it's kind of similar to visual continuity in like emotional continuity of like a story. Shut up. Also, like <laughs> you have to ask yourself too, like, well, what's the point of this? You know, what you want and what you need and like the urgency of it. Like, why do you have to do this and why do you have to do it now? Mm. You know, that's really the most important thing. I feel like we each approach the way we make a short film from different angles. You approach it from character. Yeah. I feel like Chris approaches a lot of things from cinematography and I'll approach things from like a, uh, an action standpoint or a specific way to do a scene. So this, this goes to a point of, do you stay in your lane or do you spread things out? Does Chris maybe change his way of like, oh, he's gonna approach things from a story perspective and learn how to write and all this, but why? There's writers who do that. Why not just work with a writer or a person who does that? I've heard this before too. Like, oh, if you want to make it in Hollywood, you got to stay in your lane. If you're a stunt guy, do stunts. Get really, really good at stunts. Is it better to specialize in one thing or is it better to be more well-rounded in things? Yeah, this was this was the thing I was talking about uh, recently too of like um, quarantine's given everyone a lot of opportunities to try different things. So I've been getting back into writing music again. And then I'm thinking, you know, recently of like, man, I wish I could do this more but there's just no time really it's just the old thing of like what do you put your time into you know do you want to spread yourself that thin you know because i think that's that's a lot of what we are taught to as like i remember in high school everyone always says like oh you gotta you know make sure you're well-rounded for college right mm -hmm. and yeah. it's like gee maybe i maybe you should just get really good at one thing and then that's your career I don't Can you guys relate to that of like, well, I mean, I have, I do have a priority and my priority is the action and the choreography work I want to do and the, the striving for wanting to be an action designer, uh, either a second unit director or an action movie director or so like that is my priority. But then like, okay, well, then I also, I'm a cinematographer for work, but I don't consider myself a cinematographer. Like on Chris's level, I do it for work. But that doesn't mean that I don't have a passion and a care 
and like a strive for perfection in that still want to do good cinematography work, but I don't prioritize it Mm -hmm. and I want to act. Right. I mean, I can relate to that too, because obviously my main priority is acting, but I do have other interests and I do have other things that I want to learn. No, I don't know the technical stuff. I don't know how to edit. I took an editing class and I was, oh my God, I was so frustrated. I would have to like get up and like take a walk because I'd get so, I'd get like angry. I, would be like, I don't know how people sit here. That's and how I would be if I was acting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it goes both ways. <laughs> yeah. I think it's important not to spread yourself too thin. I'm like trying to do absolutely everything. I think, I think you'll just go crazy. Well, I think, I think Mike kind of put it in a, in a, in a good way of just like priorities. Everything is a balance. And um, sometimes that balance shifts. And that's, I think that's really all that's going on right now. People's lives are kind of shaken up. Your mind's in a bit of a different place. So priorities kind of can waver a little bit Mm -hmm. um, in a good way, or I'm sure in a bad way sometimes. But, um, but yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Lately, I've been prioritizing reading and I've been able to read so many plays. I've been able to finish acting books that I started and I didn't get a chance to like finish well, yeah, I was kind of going to say, do you think reading more has made you, I mean, I was going to go actually a better like writer, probably, right? I've heard that. Yeah, because yeah, you're yeah, paying yeah. so much attention to story yeah. and structure. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like watching so many movies yeah, gives you a better idea of cinematography. It's right. like the same thing. That too, though. I've watched so many movies during yeah. this and that has helped me as well. So what's, I think... what's your favorite movie you've watched during quarantine? Lord <laughs> of the Rings. I was going to say Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yes. Lord of the Rings. That's I a good one. Lo- yeah. The trilogy is incredible. I cried so much at the last movie. <laughs> I literally cried the whole last half hour of that movie. There was just one thing set me off and then more things kept happening. And then the, um, I forget who says it, but he's like, you kneel for no one. I was like, oh. You bow to no one. Yeah, you bow to you no bow one. Whatever, <laughs> whatever, guys. I know my job is memorizing lines. Oh man, I just realized I should have watched, watched that movie you told me to watch on the end of the last episode so we could have talked about it. Ung Buck. I never watched Ung Buck or Crazy Stupid Love. Oh. You've never seen Crazy... Oh, that's never. a good one. What? Don't make that face. What? <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen that? Oh, it's a cute Relax. movie. I'm going to say though, my second favorite movie that I've seen is definitely The Room. That's your second favorite? <laughs> that's your second favorite? Because it was so ridiculous. It was so good. I've in the, in the was, worst way? Yeah, it was the best worst movie I've ever seen. Go. It was hard to get through, yeah. though. I actually have a list of everything that I've watched. Yeah? Mm-hmm. How, what's your total? I think um, I think my total is 23. Whoa. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Describe them and we'll try and guess. Uh, yeah. we'll, oh, we'll this will be yeah. fun. It's like a little game. So I'm giving hints for them? Yeah, you have to describe the movie. Okay. <laughs> Cherry Blossoms. Uh, American oh, Beauty. Last Samurai. Yep. I got it. Medieval times. How does he know that man? He fought with Kazumoto. <laughs> does it all the time. <laughs> he is samurai. You even listen to my freaking... Sorry. Good. <laughs> okay. Wait, Medieval wait, wait. times was my second hint. The Knight's Tale. Yep. Oh. He's seen a lot of these as me. He has well, I, I knew that one. I forgot the name of it. Okay. The first part of a name of a candy. And it has two twisty ends. The f- <laughs> Do you know it? <laughs> Tootsie. Yeah. Is there a mercy rule? <laughs> <laughs> Jewelry store. Uncut Jewelry gems. store. Uncut gems. We're stopping. He That's keeps it. getting <laughs> them. You, 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 you're tearing kidding. me apart, Lisa. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. <laughs> 
Yeah, but it's well, thanks. Yeah, but it's two movies. What? It's two movies? Disaster Artist. Oh, fuck off. I can't even... <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's funny. God. Oh, oh, so <laughs> I want to go back. Way back. Oh. Yeah. Um, one thing I'm always so curious about for going back to an, an acting perspective of... Uh, what do you do to um, to get in the zone uh, to play a character? You know, especially for like a more serious role. What do you mean? Like, what's my process for? So, exactly? um, I'll give you an example. Any anything you do mentally or even before the shoot to um, get prepared. Like um, when we were on set with Grace and we needed to do a really dramatic scene, she wanted to play music beforehand. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love to do that too. Uh, oh yeah, have you done it before? Mm -hmm. I've, done, so I've done that with her. Yeah. We shot. Uh, a short film commercial thingy for Father John's Animal House. Uh, oh, yeah. We had an emotional scene where she was packing a cardboard box full of her dog's toys the night of that she's going to give up her dog to the shelter and drop him off and tie him to a door and leave him there. I was going to ask, what did you play? What did I play? I actually don't know. Lord of the Rings soundtrack. <laughs> that would make me cry instantly. <laughs> I usually like uh, this. This sounds kind of strange, but for an emotional scene, I usually like some sort of classical music or some sort of calming music because I think it's really important for me, at least, to do some sort of relaxation before an emotional scene like that and get rid of a lot of tension in my body and to just allow myself to to go places and to be free because you know the camera really does read everything. So. I like to like massage out my face. I massage out my neck, my shoulders. And I like to, you know, do like a lot of like deep breathing before and a really emotional scene like that really, really helps me. We played the music during the scene. Yeah. It was a scene that didn't have any audio being recorded. So it didn't really matter. So we just played the music during the scene. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Probably helped you keep staying That's in the moment the entire time. Mm -hmm. If you're doing an emotional scene too, like wait till the camera's pretty much closer up on you. Like don't, don't do every shot with all of your energy. Oh, yeah. Because, like, for, save... mediums and close-ups, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, save some of that energy for the close-ups and when the cam when the camera keeps moving in on you. But regardless, I, I, think, I think using your imagination is really important, too. And that kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with relaxation. You know, create the place sensorily. Like, what does it look like? What is it? What does that place, you know, smell like? What do I hear? What what I see there? So there you go. Let's create cool. it all sensorily. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. yeah, no, that's very insightful. I love it. Mike, do you want to cancel your creative con <laughs> subscription now? I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> I don't well, know. What, I mean, if you want to get like into a conversation, it, is, I have nothing to add. I mean, <laughs> a little bit. I mean, you felt my stress today. Oh, I thought yeah, I went on a rant really because I thought I, I thought I cracked the code. I had to revert back Nvidia to like an older version. Day. Yeah, I know. The point of asking that question is just like everyone's been saying, Adobe's been getting clunkier and clunkier, and it they've been having so many issues, and really? it's, it's so weird yeah. because it used to be like. I don't know, just better. <laughs> For the longest no. time, I refused to upgrade to 2020 because 2019 was so much better and 2020 when it first came out was so unstable. Well, that's the thing with a lot of the releases is like, I mean, you know, every, everyone always says like, don't update it right away, but there shouldn't be that many bugs. Like, oh yeah. There's always a shit ton of bugs and it's so weird. And everyone's been posting those videos now of people moving to DaVinci, like Resolve. Yeah. And like saying how that's like 30 40% quicker because of their, their optimized for GPU performance. I don't know, man. I thought about trying it, but it's just like the workflow. I mean, we, we just have so much 
unique little things that we do, mm-hmm. I doubt that it would e- translate that easily, you know, yeah, yeah. or be worth learning. So I don't know. I'm maybe, ha- I'm hanging in there for a while, but I, I mean, maybe on a personal level with some of our films. Yeah, yeah. It out. W- I wouldn't be opposed to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So especially I mean, if we're shooting in in B raw or something, yeah. like yeah. Oh, so here's something we can talk about. So, Mike, you asked me this question before, and I told you I wasn't going to tell you. Uh, I have on my notes, it says, start starting a, a short film night. Oh, yeah. Like, what does that mean? What so, does that mean? last does that night, mean? I went on a, a <clears throat> Discord call with some uh, some of my old buddies from TCNJ, and I started just watching random short films on YouTube, like mm. horror shorts, and we just started watching. Yeah. But I was sharing my screen, and we were all commenting on it, and every once in a while, I would sit by the, hey, right, how do you think they did that? And, you know, just having those little discussions. And we had so much fun just talking. Even my buddy who doesn't, you know, do film stuff, he he just liked watching it. And, you know, some of the stuff was like cringy. We made fun of that stuff. <laughs> but since all it was really good. And we we're like, wow, that's a, that's a good one. And I was like, we should do this every like Thursday night or something. Oh, that's a good idea. It's really fun. You know, it's fun just to like, one, just react to things. Yeah. But it's another thing to say, to analyze it a little bit and be like, mm-hmm. that's really cool the way they did that. I think mm-hmm. they did it this way, et cetera, et cetera. So we were thinking about posting it on the channel like every Thursday. And I was like, that's, that'd be fun. That's a really good and, idea. And it's a good way to just expose yourself. Yeah, it's really fun watching them. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Some some are like really great. And some are like, how does it have this many views? Well, yeah, that we stumbled that across so one of those. Weird. It's got like a million views. And I was like... like Camera work, nah. Acting, no. And story, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so you know, you run into this, yeah. and it's it's really fun. So yeah, we should get get on. Yeah, we do. All, all I watch, us, you know, I watch a lot of um, Star Wars fan films. Yeah, well, you have to. I have to. Oh well, yeah. I, I do research. I've watched some too. I like some to watch. Ones. I like to see what people are doing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, exactly. You know, just kind of get a feel for the community. There's some really good ones out there. There's some good ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Most of them all lack in fighting and choreography. Some of them will have like great costumes, even like great visual effects. And then like when they start fighting, it's like, or they don't fight at all or like they barely fight. It's like, come come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that, you know, I'm watching and I'm guessing what's going to happen next. So many times we get 90% of the way through one of the films and I'm like, this has been great. What are they going to do? End it with a jump scare? And it just happens. And I'm like, you had me. And then you did that thing like it's just yes it's easy to make horror predictable i think well yeah i'm really just talking about the ones that were so creative all throughout mm-hmm. and they have to end it with like a weird jump scare moment i'm like yeah. you could end it before that and it would have been way better yeah like, why do you have to leave on the horror cliche stuff so you just did you refer it. to him that guy we watched because um what's his name david sandberg so good oh yeah he has some sandberg. really cool ones though and they're simple concept ideas but he like brings in a life in such cool ways you know well you know, that's one thing I feel like that we we always overlook is like, I see a really simple, we just watched one same thing the other night that was like mm-hmm. super, super simple concepts. But, but the, executed but so the well. execution just A plus, man. And, um, you know, I think we, we kind of overlook how many, how that can be effective, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, John Wick in a nutshell. Yeah. That's why people like John Wick, man, because it, so it was refreshing. Simple. Yeah. It was refreshing. It was just like a joy to watch. They weren't trying to f- mess with you. It was just like, no. this is the story, and here's some cool shit. Yeah. Well, see, that's when, when Ryan watched the movie. He took that, uh, I think, almost in a bad way at first of like, that's it? And I was like, yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> it's great. It's just like right to the point. They're not trying to mess with you. It's just cool shit. 
He was like, oh, okay. Did you hear about that whole kerfuffle about the about the new Last of Us game? What do you mean, like the, the story being leaked? Yeah, the leaks and stuff? well, not I love even that the you leaks, said kerfuffle. Like, it want yeah. Thank you. Pulled that one out. Uh, that's that's from a internet historian uh, language. <laughs> you know, internet historian. No, I don't know. That's kerfuffle. A YouTube channel. You'll love it. I don't know. Yeah. Oh no, he just used that word in one of his videos and then liked it. Is it a real word? Yeah, it's a kerfuffle. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. I will. I am actually like only 66% sure. <laughs> How do you even spell that? I think it's with a K, right? Let's K. See. Let's find out. I have to know. K. You said it and I was like, did he just say kerfuffle? Yeah, kerfuffle, baby. <laughs> Wait, what is it? See if Siri knows what you're talking about. Kerfuffle. Huh. A commotion of fuss. Yeah, yeah. A commotion or fuss, especially one caused by conflicting views. That's what he meant. That's, that's the I love that. To a T. I'm going to say that yeah, all gotta, the time. Yeah. Add that one to the old... Uh, Dictionary. Brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, there's just a whole upset. Apparently, the game just like sucks, and I'm really sad because the you, first one's like. Did you guys play it outside? I oh, didn't play the whole thing. We played a couple uh, hours. Yeah, I don't know if James got any further, but yeah, I spoiled myself and and saw the story leaks. But well, I spoiled myself too. But it's worse than you thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse than anyone thought, which is saying something. Is it game time? It could be game time. Well, let me check my uh, handy dandy notebook. That's what Steve says from Blue's Clues. Oh, my God. That's what I was referencing. My brother used to watch that show. He was Blue's Clues for Halloween like Aww. three years in a row. I love the blue, the puppy. I'm Were you gentle. the chair? <laughs> and then he sat on me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Magenta. Magenta yeah, Magenta. So cute. Who's Magenta? The other dog. Oh. Apparently, Magenta was a boy and Blue was a girl. Oh. Somebody told me that one time. I'm not sure. I'm. That's another thing. I'm 66 percent sure. There's also, a, there's also a myth, or there was at the time that you know the original Steve, how he went yeah yeah to he went to college yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I heard that was code for he went to jail. Oh, I've heard that. I don't know. I don't know. I think we pretty much hit him. Did you have anything else, Mike? No, I went. Yeah, my notes were exhausted. Yeah. So, the game? All right. Okay. <laughs> In lieu of our movie segment where we talk about movies that we watched mm -hmm. from each other. What was I supposed to watch? I don't even remember, dude. Oh, my God. I didn't watch it. Yeah. You didn't, <laughs> you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't do your part either. <laughs> um, I think I told you to watch one week because you did. I couldn't think of anything else. It was one week. Yeah. So, I guess we'll do it for next time. Yeah. That's a deal. All right. Oh, we, well, we should do that with all our guests and talk about their favorite movie. That is a good idea. Oh, that's so hard. Do you hard. have a favorite? Do you have Can a favorite movie? We not do this. No, but, no. What? It's so I, hard to have a favorite movie. All right, just uh, let me put it this way: mm -hmm. a movie you watched recently that you that you just really like, besides Lord of the Rings. I know you have a lot. Can I so. refer to my list? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Refer to your handy dandy notebook. My handy dandy notebook. Fluska <laughs> do we can do. Um, I really liked the place behind the pines. Oh, oh I like that movie. I don't, a lot. I don't know what that is. Explain. It's a Ryan Gosling movie. Oh, I love Ryan Gosling. Well, then you would love you Crazy would... Stupid Love. Mm -hmm. I know. I, that I, I know about that. I understand. Mm -hmm. Place Beyond the Pies is very good. He's not in it enough. But it was just, it was, I don't know. I just loved the, the whole vibe of it, the cinematography, the, the acting. You know what? Yeah. Like, I watched a movie that has like a certain like stillness to it, but it's 
just like so captivating at the same time. Kind of. Like, I feel yeah. that way about, um, I don't know if you've ever seen Paris, Texas, but I love that movie. No. It's the same thing. I dig it. Mm-hmm. All right, good. There you That's go. Name two movies. Yeah. Like. You know what? I got to watch, I got to re- uh, finally sit down and watch Schindler's List. I haven't seen I watched a scene from it and I was lie. like, I should probably watch this. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> so I need to watch it too. How long is it? 3.15. Three hours, yeah. Yeah. Shorter than Return of the King. It is? Yeah. Yeah, well, we took breaks during movie. that. No, I mean, I watched it, but that was a long time ago. Like they couldn't cut any? I think it's 3.20. <laughs> That's how I felt about um The Irishman. Oh, God. It took me literally like three days. Was it too, like... I don't understand why it was so long. Yeah. Like, there was just so much they could cut out. All right. Um, let's, okay. let's, let's thank you for your answers. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. You're welcome. This, in lieu of our um, movie segment, is called The Lightning Round. Oh. And it's actually something I'm bringing back from an old podcast that wasn't really a podcast <laughs> that I used to have with, uh, with my guys from high school. Um, and basically, The Lightning Round is I look up some random questions to ask people. It could be questions to ask someone on a first date, questions to ask your uh, dad, Qu- you know, whatever. Uh, questions to ask your dad. <laughs> 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 well, so that's, this, is, <laughs> this is in the spirit of the lightning round because the idea is you have to give an answer as fast as you can. Okay. okay. Yeah, this is fun. And so that's the whole part. So, all right, ready? I'm ready. All right, we're going to start. We're going to start with our guest. Start with Jackie. Oh, boy. What is your most memorable birthday? Come on. Uh, I think it was my 12th birthday. We made pottery. <laughs> <laughs> when, when are you the happiest? When I'm in the shower. Jackie, what's on your bucket list? One thing. Uh, uh, ride a roller coaster that I'm really scared of. Mike, do you have any trips coming up? Nope. Uh, Jackie. What <laughs> 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 uh, Jackie, what's something you can teach me about? Acting. Yeah, that's true. Mike, uh, what's your favorite song and why? Oh my God. Ba with the Ba, the Bang to Bang, the Kid Rock song, because I listened to it on the CD when I was a kid at a stereo. It's not my favorite song. It's just what came to mind when you said that. It's Kid Rock, Ba with the Ba. All right, I'll do a couple more. If you're stranded on a desert island, what would you bring? One thing money. What? Why? Would Why? Would you I don't it? know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I need to buy something. It has no value. <laughs> Maybe I could buy something. That's a desert island. There's nobody there. I can buy my way off the island. Well, but who's going to be paying? <laughs> <laughs> like there's a guy, a king. You may not get off the island unless you pay me money. <laughs> that U.S. currency. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so glad I did this. <laughs> I was thinking I'd make a pay someone off and then No. <laughs> wouldn't be stranded anymore. Alright. Somebody else go. <laughs> do you think Jack do you think we should keep torturing Jackie? <laughs> Jackie, you read. All right. All right, yeah, yeah. Wait, you you saw some of these. No, there's like a fucking thousand on there. <laughs> Just scroll to the next one. Yeah, quick, 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 quick. What old person things do you do? Old person? I save money. Turn that into All a right. positive real quick. Yeah, <laughs> Should money. kidneys be able to be bought and sold? Kidneys or kitties? Kidneys. <laughs> I thought you said kitties too. <laughs> you could make a case for uh, either of those. Kidneys? Kidneys. Your kidneys. Yeah, like like 
door to door. Like, <laughs> all right, go to the next one. I'm, I'm done with She's this. She's mad at you. <laughs> what riddles do you know? <laughs> uh what's what's black and blue and red all over? Newspaper. Uh, not Gumby. That's for sure. <laughs> He's green. <laughs> Jackie's done. She didn't want to do that in the first place. Right, who's que- <laughs> who's question is this? What animal would be cutest if scaled down to the size of a cat? Uh, a turtle. They're pretty scaled close. down. <laughs> Chris, Chris, what is wrong but sounds right? Why, why are you looking at me like I know this? <laughs> is this a riddle? <laughs> this, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just rejects the question. Come on. Come on, go. These are like, some are good and some are not good. You just have to ask them. Chris, what mythical creature do you wish actually ex- existed? Uh, the big, big birds. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you're just slow. You're slow as Look, me. Hercules, a big, big bird <laughs> is coming straight for us, Hercules. <laughs> oh my God, Mike, today. Do like four, do them really fast. Okay. We're going to end. That's how we're going to end this. If you were a ghost and could possess people, what would you make them do? I'd make them dance really funny in public places. What problem are you currently grappling with? Life itself. <laughs> do you eat food? What? Yes. That's past its expiration date. <laughs> I know this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was good. We had a oh, couple laughs fun. there. Oh, oh man. Keep going. <laughs> there are some good ones in there, man. All right, folks. Um, GGs all around. Um, that was really fun. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Jake. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, for thanks for coming on the, on the podcast. Appreciate it. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> thanks, everyone, for joining us. This has been Until You Make It. Uh, I'm Chris, and there's Mike. And thank you again, Jackie, for joining us. We will catch you again next time. Um, and maybe we'll be inside. Probably not. Probably not. It's <laughs> 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 just We're just going to be outside till the end of time. Yeah. Outside forever. It's going to get cold. All right. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers to the governor. Cheers, mate. For more content, check out Helium Turtle Studios on YouTube, where we post our short films, video tutorials, and behind the scenes.